1993, mm. April, this is before many of you guys were born, <laughs> I, I actually had a windfall and I won 10,000 shillings. I don't know where this story is going. I about a music system. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've done agency life for four years. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it had started getting toxic, mm -hmm. uh, whereby backstabbing, I still have wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Financially Incorrect. Today we have another episode. I'm excited about this. Today we're going to talk about the photography and videography industry in Kenya. I'm looking forward to all the gems that we're going to get from there. But just to give you guys a heads up, we have a live podcast event coming up on the 24th. Uh, it's a Friday of this month. It's going to be at Skate City from 4 to 5. We're going to have a debate show. So it's going to be a different kind of um show and podcast event and we're going to talk about entrepreneurship versus employment and which is the right path so we're getting different guests from both of these different paths and we're going to try and talk about it from a money perspective and see what's the best way to be able to get i guess the most money in that process so on set today with me i have moab who's a photographer and videographer who specializes in storytelling via these two mediums um and he was doing this i think he told me for 24 Four years now, is it 24? 20, since 1999, when I started in the industry up to now, that's what, 20? 24 years. Yeah, 24 yeah. years. So it's been 24, 24 years. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, hopefully pick up a, a, a tip or two so that my Instagram can be a little, <laughs> a little better as well. <laughs> you need 24 years for that. But 24 years for that. But then, um, yeah, and then just have a conversation okay. and see see what money's like in, in, in photography. Oh, yeah. So maybe you can... Good. Yeah, the money's good. So we can end here. <laughs> the money is good. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 good. It's uh. It's good. Then there's scary. I think one one of the things that we suffer as creators is is that our, our raw material yeah. is our time, mm -hmm. uh, which is not really a tangible expense. You know, like mm -hmm. if somebody is in say producing cakes mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. there's flour, there's sugar, there's right, other things right. to be considered. So your tax tax liabilities are reduced. But for me, as photographers, mm -hmm. apart from buying equipment, the other expense, the greatest expense actually is our time. Mm -hmm. But that cannot be considered a raw material yeah. in KRA's terms. Yeah. So the money may come in and it's good, but KRA is also Takes, gets very happy uh, yeah. because of what... what Take what a lot of the money. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> so before we like really get into this conversation, because so, clearly there's a number of different things we need to talk about, let me ask you, because mm -hmm. we're getting into the festive season right mm -hmm. now, right? Mm -hmm. Are you more of a, a gift, cash gift person or oh. like a gift gift person? What do you prefer? Like, like uh, I, I hardly receive, so I'm the one who has to give. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the pattern no, of, being, of being a man? Or, or, yeah, uh, the, the thing, the, the calling yeah. of being a man, we, yeah. are, we are givers, more givers than receivers. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I think experiential is, is better. It's what works for me. Mm -hmm. So the gift of experiences, mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily a gift that you would actually unwrap because mm -hmm. I find those experiential gifts mm -hmm. remain in your memory much longer. Mm -hmm. Something that you unwrap, you'll have it for a while. Mm -hmm. The shiny toy syndrome, and mm -hmm. you're happy with it for a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. but then after that, the shininess disappears. But if it's an experience, you'll be with it for much Yeah. Long. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm receiving tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for, for anyone who's listening. Yes. For anyone who's listening. Yeah. Okay. Then the second question around again, around mm. sort of festive holiday season. Um, mm. 
do you have an experience where you blew all your january money in in december Oh. You know, you know, you know those, those, those two deadly no. weeks in December, and then you get to January, and you're uh, like, "How am I surviving?" Like, like where did January days? come from? Yes. <laughs> no, actually, no, yeah. because uh, most most uh, of my festive seasons in the past mm-hmm. have been very low key. Because mm-hmm. uh, for me, it's a time to now slow down. Because when you're working and traveling a lot of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, spending time away from family mm-hmm. now december is the time to just sort of like relax and yeah. just spend time with each other spend time with family so rarely do we actually get to travel as a family when yeah. it comes to the festive season mm-hmm. so just spending time together in one place yeah which now means that even the spending will actually spending financially yeah. will actually be Reduce. less yeah so by the time january comes we are we are we are, we are good okay uh, one of the things that you just Taken me way, 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 way back. Mm-hmm. That was, oh man, this is like 25 plus years ago. Something, something that I used to do to get money during the festive season. You know, the way you have, uh, I don't know if it happens nowadays, but Christmas decorations on windows, mm-hmm. that is something I used to do when in college. So my festive seasons, mm-hmm. I always have, I used to have a fat wallet because mm-hmm. I used to uh, have a sketch pad mm-hmm. And you walk from shop to shop in town, mostly in town. I remember mm-hmm. I did several shops on uh, Kimathi Street, mm-hmm. clothes shops. And it actually pitched to the owners, like, can I do these decorations on your window mm-hmm. for the festive season? So those nice decorations with, uh, I don't know what kind of leaves yeah, they yeah. are. Like with Santa the, with, Claus. With, yeah, and those the, Santa the, Claus the and all of those. Merry yeah. Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. I did that when in college and... I was bowling yeah. back then. How much would you charge someone for that? that? I used to charge, I think, uh, 300 shillings a mm-hmm. window. Uh, yeah, I think the most I ever charged was 400. I did it for, I think, two or three years. Mm-hmm. And it was some, some good money. Yeah. And yeah. how long would it take you to do one window in a day? How many uh, hours? I'd do maybe like, uh, oh, can I remember? Maybe like three four hours to do a window okay so when you're in college you're st- still staying at home yeah uh, your, your parents are giving your pocket money yeah bus fare and all yeah. that yeah so it's just extra money for you to spend yeah but i can't even remember what i spent the money on man <laughs> i should have opened a trading account or, or something, something. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. okay yeah. where do you where do you form your concept of you know money and and, and, and how you value money where does that stem from <sighs> That's a good, good question. Uh, I'd say maybe from my, my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a quite an early age, I, I learned to be sort of like, uh, I got introduced into the culture of saving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was saving not for a rainy day, mm-hmm. uh, as people do nowadays, but it's saving to be able to acquire something that I want, mm-hmm. uh, something that I have my eyes on. Uh, in uh, 1993, mm. April, this is before many of you guys were born, <laughs> I, I actually had a windfall and I won 10,000 shillings. Mm-hmm. There used to be a competition run by Farmer's Choice called Bona Sausage, whereby mm-hmm. <coughs> the thing was you'd actually go to a, a fish and chips shop, mm-hmm. and then when asking for your order, you see uh, the magic word was, Nippet sausage is a farmer's choice. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any other competitor, but just saying farmer's choice sausages will yeah. actually win you some money. Yeah. It used to be 1,500 1, shillings, and then they switched it up to 10,000 shillings. Mm-hmm. 
So it was during the holiday. I remember Easter holidays. I was in high school. Uh, so my my parents, uh, starting with my mom, ran a secretarial services bureau in, in town at China mm -hmm. House. <clears throat> and that's where we spent our holidays. Mm -hmm. That is where we learned, uh, my siblings and I, and including some cousins, learned things like typing, learned things like working with computers, photocopy, sending a fax, mm -hmm. which nobody does nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we learned that. So in a way, we were, we were learning life skills and mm -hmm. business skills mm -hmm. while still making money for the family. Mm -hmm. It was like a training ground for all of us. So it's the school holidays, been sent uh, lunchtime and told, go get some food for all of us. Mm -hmm. And then went and, and said, chips are from, uh, so said the farmer's choice. Yeah. I got uh, 10,000 Bob. What was his name? He was a farmer's choice marketing manager for many years. And he has an Alpha Romeo, one of the most rarest Alphas. Mm -hmm. Man, I've put, your, put it in the comments yeah. if you remember him. Yeah. Uh, so I got some money. And with that, I got uh, I bought a music system. I don't know where this story is going. I bought a music system. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're but, talking about your value. Yeah, but, but, but I think I should have uh, thought of doing something like yeah. even banking it, doing putting it in a fixed, fixed deposit account or considering investing in stock market. I mean, I, how old were you at the time? I was uh, 16, 17. Okay. But that's around the same time that KQ were having the IPO. You know, I would have done something much more with that money other than just buy a music system, which was good yeah. to just sit at home and play and listen. I mean, well, you say that you... you you got your understanding of, you know, money or, or, you know, whatever it is from your parents. So is it that they hadn't exposed you enough by that point in time for you to be like, oh, you know, there's an option for me to look no, at KQ? No, no. There, there was, uh, uh, they actually did tell me, you know, sort of buying that music system, yeah. put your money in an account and let it earn interest. Yeah. But who is me? Like, I'm like, hey, music is a thing, man. You right. ought to say that I was jamming to some jams. Right. Like, uh, over, over the school holidays or right. over the weekend. Right. So I think I should have done something much more yeah. uh, with that money yeah. back, back then. Because uh, it was 10,000 bob in 93. Was, even today, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but it was a lot of and money. The way that our Kenya shilling is, is going next yes. year, it might be worth <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like 6,000 yes. bob. Yes. But okay. So yeah. I would have done much better. But, but, through that, I, I think now, later on, after, after I blew that money, I'm like, okay, this is just a music system that's sitting here. It's not earning anything for me. Let me do something else that will actually earn me some money. So in college, what I used to do was save up my lunch money. Mm -hmm. Say, have a budget of 40 shillings for lunch. Mm -hmm. I'd use 20 shillings. Mm -hmm. And that just save, 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 mm -hmm. save, save, save. So I saved up enough and actually went to, I think it was textbook center. Mm -hmm. Uh, or Sanscope, uh, and bought a calligraphy pen set. Mm -hmm. It was, I think, 750 shillings. Mm -hmm. uh, so with this calligraphy pen set, I now had the tools to be able to make more money uh, doing calligraphy for certificates. And I worked with uh, different colleges and institutions uh, being called when there's a graduation ceremony. So calligraphing people's And how much were you making with 20 that? shillings mm. per certificate. Mm -hmm. Which was a lot. How many? And how many certificates did you do before your hand oh. gets numb? <laughs> Actually, not, 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 not. Uh, the, the hand never got numb. 
because you're doing maybe like 15 certificates, 20 certificates, even if okay. there are 100, uh, uh, right, it's right. just 100 names on a certificate, right, right. Which, was, uh, which was not bad, mm-hmm. which actually now takes me back. I did the same also when in high school, mm-hmm. when we had the athletics, district athletics being hosted in our school. Mm-hmm. And the teachers asked me to do the, cal- the calligraphy, calligraphy the, on the certificate. And yeah. then I got paid. The school, our school actually paid me, I think it was uh, 200 bob. Mm-hmm. For that, and I was surprised because even the teachers who are now helping with the games mm-hmm. also got 200 bob as mm-hmm. a per diem or something. Right, right. So I think that's when I now got to see that art actually pays. Yeah. Uh, that I can actually make some money from yeah. something that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and then now, uh, by what I was doing in college, being able to now inv- save my lunch money mm-hmm. to be able to now buy a calligraphy mm-hmm. set, uh, I now got into the a thing of investing in something that will bring you returns. Yeah. So through the calligraphy set, I was able to make much more money. I think on the first job, mm-hmm. I was able to make back the money that I spent, spent on the on calligraphy set. set. Right. And then <clears throat> now plus, 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 plus right. more. And I was able right. to now uh, uh, self, without asking for my parents yeah. for extra money, I bought like they used to be called isographs, rotring isograph pens, which mm-hmm. we used in college. I started design. So I was able to purchase the the tools mm-hmm. necessary for me to be able to do greater work in yeah. college, better work in college, yeah. uh, and thereby now improve my grades come uh, come the mm-hmm. final exams that we actually did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a bit about, I guess, before you get into agency and actually start working, right? Mm-hmm. Um, based on, I guess, what I read about you and tried to find out, mm-hmm. there was a decision that you made at some point between going to the States to study. Yeah. Um, against the fact that you're already an intern and yes. saying, uh, you know, I want to, I want yeah. to keep, I'm working here. So I have a couple of questions on that. One, mm-hmm. um, did money play a factor mm-hmm. um, in that decision of saying, I don't know how much you were earning at the internship, I guess you'll tell us, mm-hmm. but in saying, I'd rather stay here and earn money than mm-hmm. go back, go, you know, go and, and, and study in the States. And then the second question is, mm-hmm. why, yeah, truly, why did you make the decision to not go and invest in your craft? Mm-hmm. Um, in the States? And do you regret not going to the States to invest in your craft? I'll start with the last question. Yeah. I do not regret any one single bit not going to the US. Yeah. <laughs> I really love the fact that my parents listened to me and when I told them, this thing of going to the US, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. And I wasn't feeling it because I was working at uh, Ogilvy & Mesa, mm-hmm. which was one of the top agencies in Kenya. I was an intern mm-hmm. earning 12,000 shillings a month, mm-hmm. which was not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's money I would have made doing calligraphy mm-hmm. elsewhere. But it was also the opportunity to be able to learn from industry grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was like, there was a clear, like remaining in Kenya and working and being with, within the agency life, there was clear like from this, I can actually aspire and step up to something else. Mm-hmm. But going to the US, I would have left this opportunity that existed that I found myself in a very desirous place mm-hmm. uh, that I found myself in. I would have given up that to go now start from scratch in a different country, learning and all that. And then who knows what would have happened after that. So uh, money did not really play a, a part. I think what played a part was the opportunities that existed by me actually remaining in Kenya other than actually going to another country to, uh, to improve my craft. Mm-hmm. And for what I was doing, which was now, I was working as a copywriter, mm-hmm. trained as a, as a graphic designer, mm-hmm. but I found an opportunity to become a copywriter and I was like, let me try it out. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a copywriter, there's, yes, you can go for training, but there are also some skills 
uh, that are sort of like they're just in you, innate, and yeah. you, innate, yeah. And you just have to find the right people to be able to bring them out. Yeah, I had, I had the likes of uh, Eric Davi, Teddy Mudusi, uh, who are industry greats, people mm -hmm. who who are actually respected and are still respected mm -hmm. up to this up to this mm -hmm. day because of what they did. Mm -hmm. I was in their company. Mm -hmm. I had the uh, the opportunity for them to actually mentor me mm -hmm. indirectly in mm -hmm. what I do. Mm. And I'm happy that I did not let go of that opportunity mm -hmm. and I remained and up to today, no regrets. Okay. Mm. So it does look like, okay, there is, the, there is a bit of, maybe money didn't play a big role, but there is a factor of, yeah, you're already earning yes. some money in terms earning, of the deal yes. that you're making. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, um, and then, of course, you, you are looking at the bigger opportunity of, yes. and, and learning from Gates as opposed to going and, and, and studying in the States. And for yes. you, it was a better decision to be here. Yes. Okay. Yes. So from there, you work, um, I believe you work there, you go and work at Case. When you, when yes. you move to Case, is it financial. a better offer? Purely financial. financial. <laughs> Purely financial. <laughs> <laughs> How much Not did they <laughs> came to play? How much they increase, but, increase but, your but By the time I left uh, Ogilvy, yeah. I was earning 40000 a month Okay, as a corporator. So I, I earned 12000 for about 18 months. So I was, must have been the longest serving intern because <laughs> uh, it was like 18 months yeah. I was there. But it's also in my nature, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a go-getter. I don't push. Okay. Uh, I'm just going with the flow. Okay. I'm like, uh, I'm okay here. Go with the system. Yeah, go with the system. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then now after some point, they did. I had a whole agency wide review of, of income. Okay, I, I got the highest increase because okay. from 12 to 40 was like how many percent? Yeah, it's, 300 yeah. plus percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so when I moved to Kiss in 2003, Feb, mm -hmm. uh, the salary got doubled, mm -hmm. so I got I started earning no, 80,000 80. bob. Yeah. Uh, I think by the time I left, I was earning 100,000. That was in 2006, April. Uh, it, was purely, it was purely financial. Yeah. Okay. And I think I was also eager to try out something different. I'd done agency life for four years. Mm -hmm. uh, it, had, it had started getting toxic, mm -hmm. uh, whereby backstabbing, I still have wounds. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of backstabbing. Oh, you agency uh, guys, man. Uh, then now uh, I joined. I joined Kiss. Yeah. I mean, back then Kiss was Kiss was Kiss, man. Yeah, Kiss was Kiss. It was such a prestigious place to work with, to work to work at. I mean, like we were a small family of maybe like forty staff mm -hmm. or something. Like like very small. We used this to is two thousand and three. Two thousand and three, from about Feb Feb there. I mean, we used to go to a kibanda called Kivote, mm -hmm. right, like behind Lion Place, uh, together. Like there was no tears of, mm -hmm. I mean, senior management or anything or on the FD. Or, I mean, like we were all at the same level, yeah. um, occupying one corner of the third floor at Lion Place. Uh, got to interact with the people that we idolized on radio, yeah. Caroline, Nyambane, uh, got to meet great people like Modoni Buika, Mainakageni. I mean, like, it was just amazing being in that yeah. space and uh, learning a new thing, learning a new craft. Mm -hmm. I'd so I'd never got training in copywriting. Mm -hmm. I just sort of like learned on the go. Yeah. But Keith actually flew in a writer, a, 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 write, a copywriting trainer mm -hmm. called Simon Rushton mm -hmm. from the UK. Mm -hmm to come and train me in my skills of cooperating. And some of the lessons that I learned then, I still apply today, mm -hmm. even when I do my photography mm -hmm. and I consult as a strategic thinker, mm -hmm. strategic, strategic creative thinker. Mm -hmm. it's, it's tools that I apply up to, up to today. So I saw 
in in Radio Africa, uh, Patrick Wako and the rest of the team, I saw people who were ready to invest in me. Previously, I just invested in my own self, but these are guys who are like, they fly in somebody, they're like, they give you two weeks with mm-hmm. him, one-on-one training. I'm like, this is, this is radio, this is different, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. So you may hear something nice and beautiful on radio, but there's a whole thinking behind it. Yeah. So I got to learn, I got to learn that. Yeah. So that was very, very helpful. Okay. So apart from it, I got in uh, because of finances, uh-huh. but now I got to get much more than just more finances. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it looks like your employment uh, <coughs> career is about six, six, seven years. So it was four years at Ogilvy and Meta. Three years. At, uh, three years at Kiss, so about seven, seven, years, seven yeah. years. So with these seven years, what do you do with the money that you earn in the seven-year period? How are you spending oh. it? What percentage is going to, to your rent. expenses? Yeah. And all this? How much are you saving, <laughs> investing? All, yeah. yeah. So investing... Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. You reminded me. I invested in some... Uh, uh, there's a financial product that uh, UAP had. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the product, uh, but it was like you set aside five thousand bob every every month, mm-hmm. and then after a certain number of years, you get it matures. Yeah. I think after five years, it matures or something of the sort. And it was cheaper. It was there was more more returns by getting two plans for five thousand bob mm-hmm. other than one plan for ten thousand bob. Ah. So I got my cousin, one Jerry. I still remember <laughs> uh, <laughs> to actually sign up. So I signed. She. I signed her up. But oh, I was so <laughs> contributing to yeah, two yeah. minutes into, into one. Yeah, yeah. But then now, <laughs> the challenge was that I didn't keep tabs uh, on my contributions. Mm. I, I slacked and mm-hmm. all that. And then the whole financial crisis happened in 2008. Yeah. So a lot of the benef- one of, a lot of the contributions, uh, the gains were wiped out mm-hmm. because of what Lehman Brothers and other guys did in the U.S., mm-hmm. Uh, but I still got some money okay. uh, out, out of it. May have been less than what I put in, yeah. but I still got some money uh, in 2010. Yeah. And with that money, I was able to finance my trip to SA, my okay. road trip to SA okay. through, through, through that. So apart from that, uh, in 2003, I bought my first car. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I got my dues from uh, working at Ogilvy and Meta, I added part of my salo. Mm-hmm. I'm still staying at home with my folks, yeah. so my expenses are quite minimal. Yeah. And I was able to get a get a car from Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it cost three hundred and fifty thousand bob. Toyota nineteen ninety six Toyota Truno. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's what I did. I did. I did with my money. Then uh, towards the I think two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. So. It got to a point where by now my stay at Keys started feeling, I was like, I've been here long enough. I need mm-hmm. to move on to something else. I always had the passion to do film. Okay. And I wanted to get into the film industry. But it was a very tight knit. It wasn't easy to get in. And also, yeah. I guess I also did not push much. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, okay, fine. How do I get into this industry? Let me just sort of like do it by myself. So I started saving up to buy, my, to buy a digital camera. Mm-hmm. I'd first got a film camera, which I used my photography and about 2003 four, I got, bought my first professional SLR mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was a Canon can't remember that model mm-hmm. then now <laughs> but it's yeah. still at home yeah. it's yeah. still at home yeah. I, I still have it for for keepsake 
then I saved up and bought my first digital SLR, mm-hmm. uh, the Canon 350D. Mm-hmm. And it set me back 120,000 bob. Was no, was no, it was uh, it was uh, had, it was a thousand it was a thousand two hundred dollars. And this is so in two thousand and five. Two thousand five. Okay. So Just I had context. my mom traveling yeah. to the US when she was there. I asked her, please get me. I gave her the money. I said, please get me this this camera. Yeah. I think the dollar then was like at sixty or yeah. eighty. Yeah. I mean, it was like manageable. So. Yeah. Spent less than a uh, less than a hundred thousand bob. I bought my first digital camera, and uh, but, uh, but that put a dent on my savings. Mm-hmm. So I almost like wiped out all my savings, mm-hmm. got the camera. After that, I put in my resignation at Kiss, mm-hmm. and in April two thousand and six, I left. Did you have a plan? I did not have a plan. I just I knew like it's time for me to move. It's mm-hmm. time for me to move on to the next, mm-hmm. and so I did. And on the first day of being out, mm-hmm. I bought a 512 megabytes flash card, mm-hmm. uh, flash drive. Mm-hmm. 512 was huge then. back then. <laughs> and so now that w- what it did is that it gave me the opportunity to work at home mm-hmm. and deliver things like scripts uh, and, uh, uh, and images to yeah. clients because I had now a flash drive. Because we still couldn't send files, those mm-hmm. and we transfer, mm-hmm. yeah. those and Google Drive uh, right. uh, and all that. Right. So I had the camera, I had a flash drive, and I was ready to get into photography. Question. Mm. Um, this thing about leaving without a plan, you know, it sounds all very, mm. especially you know, from the movies and yeah. the series that we watch, sounds yeah. really gr- glorified and, <laughs> you know, fantastic. What's the reality of oh. you've quit your job, um, you don't have a plan, you've spent majority of your savings, mm. and you have bills to pay. Like, what's that reality actually and, like? And you move yeah. out of home. Yes, and you move out of home. What, what's actually the reality? <laughs> Which is not the right thing to do. Yeah. Like, you're trying to save up, and then now you're, like, adding expenses yeah. to your life. Uh it's 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 not easy like mm-hmm. truthfully it's not easy and it, it but what it did is that it built me mm-hmm. it it made me even more resilient because mm-hmm. uh, there's there's times because uh, I was staying in Donholm mm-hmm. grew up in Donholm since 1979 mm-hmm. uh, I was still staying in Donholm up to 2006 but I'd moved out of home into a, that's, that's a place. An, an apartment or a flat uh paying i think 10,000 or 8,000 bob a month uh then this a day i remember i'd come to town i'd gone to town cbd nairobi mm-hmm. to be able to push for some payment collect payment mm-hmm. from a client get a check but then the client was not there and they knew i have i think 40 shillings only on me mm-hmm. And they needed to get back home before it's peak hour, mm-hmm. before the fares go, go up yeah. from th- three or four o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's the reality. That sometimes you have to now make decisions because you don't have uh, the f- what people might consider normal, like fair, mm-hmm. fair accruing your money, mm-hmm. money to take you back home. Mm-hmm. You do not have enough, and you have to now make the sacrifice. So whereas I would have maybe picked my matatu from commercial. Mm-hmm. I had to walk down to OTC mm-hmm. and get into a matter to whereby I'll now go standing mm-hmm. because that's the money that I can afford. That's mm-hmm. the money that I have yeah. on me. On, yeah. I don't have any other money. Yeah. Uh, you get to a point whereby now you even consider skipping meals to be able to like, before this money comes from the client, yeah. I have maybe like this money and I need to now stretch it. Mm-hmm. And how do we stretch it? Maybe instead of doing three meals a day, mm-hmm. 
or having maybe like a hearty breakfast, mm-hmm. just do your China bread, mm. chai and bread. Mm. And then that will you be move. it. Yeah. Uh, just trying to make sacrifices and cutbacks and trying to see where exactly can you serve. And what you, does that do you for your psyche? What does that do for your psyche in... Um, it makes it made, yeah. it made me question my de- the the decisions that I made. I'm like, was quitting really the thing to do? Mm-hmm. Should I have really quit? Like, did I quit at the right time? But then you get encouraging things like uh, being called back by Radio Africa, saying, "Hey, we've hired some guys. Please come and train them." Mm-hmm. In the same training that you received from Simon Rushton, mm-hmm. come and give it to them for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And out of that, you get paid. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is this is nice. I'm still getting mm-hmm. some money. Mm-hmm. My sister Sue just sending me money out of the blues. We're not even in Pesa then. I don't know. I can't remember how she sent the money <laughs> into my. I don't, must have been into my account. She's like, hey, what's your account number? I need. To, I yeah. thought I should buy you some lunch. Yeah. And just getting those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy called George Jaoko, whom I'll never forget up to mm-hmm. this day because he also started he started an agency at the same time that I quit my mm-hmm. job. And he got me on as a as a photographer. So we did a lot of jobs together. He was I was like his principal photographer because mm-hmm. I had a digital camera. Mm-hmm. Nobody, not many guys had digital cameras mm-hmm. and we were able to now to shoot and he was able to deliver calendars to Kenel Cobill and to other clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those kind of sort of like encouragements. Yeah. Uh, what kept me going. Mm-hmm. Like, there isn't the guarantee of uh, a paycheck at the end of the month, but there'll be small, encouraging uh, financial incomes during the month yeah. that will just keep you going. Like, okay. you don't know where the next one will come from, but if I quit now, why should I quit now to go back mm-hmm. to where I was? Mm-hmm. Like, let me just keep on, uh, keep on, mm-hmm. keep on doing this. Okay. So, yeah. it is, so it is quite hard. It's hard. When, it's, where, it's hard. where, and when does the breakthrough happen? Like, and and what's the, if if you were to sort of look back and try and see, like, this was my breakthrough moment that allowed for this to shift. Um, what would you attribute that to? I'd say it is uh, at the end of two thousand and six. So, when at Kiss, I met a guy called Granton Samboja, mm-hmm. the former governor for Taita Taveta. Mm-hmm. He was a radio presenter then. He mm-hmm. actually was one of the first presenters at Classic, when it's the Classic mm-hmm. 105 when it started. He used to be a citizen, huge, huge, huge guy. He was actually the number one radio presenter in Kenya. Research mm-hmm. proves that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he moved to Classic. Uh, and then now, when I was doing another training for the new writers at KISS, mm-hmm. he tells me, hey, uh, I have a friend uh, called, you know James Mwangi of Equity mm-hmm. Bank? Mm-hmm. like, yeah, 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 I know him. Uh, now, yeah, he says they're looking for an agency. Mm. I know you've done these agency things. Do you think you can maybe do something, uh, go, and maybe just go present to them? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So now I called. Back then, there was a flash guru in Kenya. There was a guy called Fadi Rostom, mm-hmm. a business partner and very good friend up to, up to today. Uh, now, Fadi was designing the, key, the, the Kiss FM website. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and a guy called George Ikua. Uh, no, no. Okay. I can't remember. No, the, Fad, let's just say Fadi was doing their website. Right, right. And he was the Flash guy. Mm-hmm. Back then, Flash, before HTML5, <laughs> another thing was something called Flash. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, so he was the Flash girl and he was doing stuff for the Kiss mm-hmm. website and all that. And then I told him, hey, Fadi, uh, so I've been told Equity are looking for an agency. Do you think we can go present yeah. uh, and see what they have? And then I called my buddy of my a buddy of mine who was also who was now in video production called mm-hmm. Angelo Kinyo, mm-hmm. running Big Ideas Entertainment. I'm like, hey, Angelo, we, we go do this thing. So we went as three different companies. Mm-hmm. 
he just went for a meeting with a marketing team that told us this is what we do is what equity bank is about we're all about the small guy but we find these other agencies telling us we need to be big as a big bank anybody like no no as guys are of them kulima they yeah because that those are our roots yeah. and we can't alienate the guys whom we've been serving yeah. for so many years yeah. uh so we listened to them we said okay give us two weeks two weeks we went we presented some artworks mm-hmm. and some radio scripts and tv scripts to them which we thought would actually work for them they applauded mm-hmm. at the end of the presentation mm-hmm. we're like you mean this is that good i was like oh yeah they're like man you're the first people who actually now understand us who mm-hmm. exactly we are mm-hmm. you're not telling us to shift to change to somebody we are not but you fully understand us mm-hmm. and they said okay now you need to present to another agency in the world bank a, a department of the world bank because they are they are our partners in these things mm-hmm. that we're doing so the following week we went back presented to the world bank guys they were happy and then now we got hired mm-hmm. we did not even have a company name mm-hmm. Uh, we did not have an office. Mm-hmm. We had a Toshiba laptop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had my small machine at home which yeah. was working writing scripts from and we just got hired mm-hmm. to be the agency for Equity Bank. Mm-hmm. So that was I think in November December 2006. 2006. Yeah. What does being hired mean? Um, being hired means yeah. that you get into a contract with Equity Bank. Mm-hmm. and they're saying each month will give you this amount of money mm-hmm. which was a lot mm-hmm. back then uh, i can't disclose cuz i need to speak to them. <laughs> i have to <laughs> tell the other guys are you okay with me <laughs> saying this yeah, yeah. Uh, but it had, but it, at the time it was the most money you guys had 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 I'm seen i'm like what so the money is that almost like the agency that i worked for was getting paid yeah. now i'm getting paid and with three guys without an office with hardly any expenses but that's for our time yeah so we 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 went we got an office walked into elite computers said hey eh, 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 funga <laughs> funga so I remember we wrote the check the check, the check was like a million bobs or yeah. something and the guy looked at it he was like i don't even know who you guys are. i don't know if this check will bounce or something he said yeah. okay we'll wait for the check to clear then, then we that we can place your orders yeah. like, ah, so, so. because you know we had the money yeah. in the account yeah so now we 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 did that we we got an office we now started expanding the team we grew the team uh, up to where it is today uh but it was nice finally doing something that i enjoyed for myself mm-hmm. uh being my own boss yeah uh and it's nice that we had uh, fadi level headed fadi was actually there because Me I thought I would have just gone costo but like immediately <laughs> like hey, hey, hey Mombasa will realize <laughs> yeah yeah but but it was nice cuz now we started we not got on salaries so it wasn't just getting money from the yeah. money has come in let's spend it was getting into getting um, uh, getting being paid in uh, sal- sal- salary form yeah having somebody come in and now head the finance do the finances and everything has to go through him yeah. that's David McCready uh but it was nice because now we're able to put systems in place and because of those decisions that we made ninth in 2000 2016 mm-hmm. ark is where it is today yeah. which is one of the most respectable brand agencies yeah. which we have regionally okay yeah that's quite uh 
That was a, a breakthrough and a half. A huge, yeah? huge, huge breakthrough. I want us to now get into the, um, I guess, the actual photography mm. and videography element, right? Of course, I'm mm. assuming through the, as you keep working, you're improving your, improving yes. your, your craft. Yeah. And I guess before you get into documentary mm. work exclusively, yeah. you also do a bunch of weddings. Yes. What's that process like? What's the financial return on mm. that, um, on, on this journey that of photography and videography yeah. up until before you get into documentaries? So I, I re reluctantly got into wedding photography uh, by being pulled to shoot for a friend, shoot for a friend, uh, the wedding. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, a sister of a, friend, a very good friend of mine. Uh, so, because they were like, you know how weddings are, like you're trying to cut costs and mm -hmm. try to save anywhere you can. I was like, okay, fine, I have a camera, I can take, come take photos. They're like, okay, so I saw good. And went, shot the, shot, shot the so photos. So you didn't charge them? No, I don't think I charged them. I don't think I charged the first them. Of, yeah. Did you guys pay me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I charged them. Uh -huh. uh, so the very first wedding that I shot. Uh -huh. uh, so back then I was shooting uh, concerts mostly. Uh -huh. uh, so that's where I honed my skill in photography, shooting concerts, trying to shoot with a lot of flash. Uh -huh. uh, I remember at the beginning used to be like, who are you? Why, why are you taking photos? You're, uh -huh. not at, you're not at Nation. You're not at Standard. Like, what, what are you shooting the photos for? Like, just for myself. Mm -hmm. Just for the fun of it. I remember I shot a UNASI concert at... Does Club Pavement still exist? Pavement? No. Right. Yeah. I, it used to. But you can <laughs> tell how old I am. <laughs> the one that used to be on this... Roundabout, Westlands Roundabout. Westlands Raptor Road. I <clears throat> uh, shot a UNASI concert. Bad images. Because mm -hmm. I had not mastered the thing about ISO. Increase your ISO. Mm -hmm. So I did not know that... Uh, so I shot a lot of concerts, mm -hmm. and that's how I got my training in photography. Mm -hmm. Then through the concert that I'd shot, uh, a gentleman called Mulika mm -hmm. uh, says, hey, I've seen your photos for concerts, man. Come and shoot my wedding. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm going to pay you. I think we agreed on 25,000 bob mm -hmm. uh, for the, for the, the, wedding, for, for the, for the yeah. wedding. For the wedding. <clears throat> and so that's the first job that I got paid mm -hmm. and I, was, I was, remember I was shooting with the 7D, Canon 7D, mm -hmm. one of the best cameras I've, that I've ever had. Uh, yeah, so the first wedding gig was uh, a wedding. I got paid 25,000 bob and I just did photos. We ended up doing a photo book. I didn't even charge them for the photo book. <laughs> uh, I should have charged you guys for the photo book. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but it was, uh, it was amazing. So, so it was like, okay, this wedding thing, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I can do it. It was fun. It was mm -hmm. exciting. And then from then on, just kept on shooting, shooting, shooting weddings, shooting weddings. Uh, at some point, there was a, there was a blog, at, I think Kenya, kenyaweddings.com. Mm -hmm. I think I got voted the third best wedding photographer in mm -hmm. Kenya. Uh, but it got to a point where the money was good. Yeah. How Again, well, like, well, like when you're leaving, how much are you charging people to do? To, man, to... Actually have, I still have my rate card so yeah. saved up somewhere yeah. on Google Drive. I think I had packages from 60000 Going up to 180,000, now 180, you're mm. like your two photographers, what, what. I mean, like, it's a lot. But what I did a lot of is collaborate with other people. Mm -hmm. So I'd get a job, client, most clients would want two photographers. Mm -hmm. So I'm calling uh, a very good friend of mine, Alan Gishigi, mm -hmm. who also doesn't shoot weddings anymore. Mm -hmm. But Alan is hands down the best photographer in Kenya. Mm -hmm. Like, the quality of work he puts out. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so there's Alan uh, worked with other people who are no, not in the photography space mm -hmm. anymore. 
so we shot we shot shot many weddings and had a lot of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. I think I did it mostly for the fun that was actually there, mm -hmm. not really the finances that actually came. Because mm -hmm. I still had my eight to five at mm -hmm. ARC, mm -hmm. and then on the weekends or on a Friday, mm -hmm. you're out shooting a wedding. Mm -hmm. So my weeks ended up being packed. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, I'm serving in church, mm -hmm. shooting. So it was like a Sunday Se to Sunday yeah. working, working, which right. was which took its toll on me. Yeah. Then I discovered I need to rest. So for me, the thing that I chose to take a break from to be able to rest was now wedding photography. Because mm -hmm. I already had ARC doing Monday to Friday, mm -hmm. uh, needed to be there. The weddings was now becoming too much because mm -hmm. now you're asking, uh, being called for a wedding, maybe like almost like a wedding every month, mm -hmm. uh, and then still serving in church. So I'm like, I can't work Sunday to Sunday mm -hmm. and not get some rest. So mm -hmm. upon rest, earlier on, I discovered rest is very important mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, as a, even as a creative. Yeah. You need to get some rest. So took the decision to quit wedding photography. And then also now I lost the passion okay. for shooting weddings. Plus, I was just also recently married. Yeah. So I needed to spend some time with my wife yeah. uh, and not just be out there the, mm. entire, the entire week. But what about the financial implications? I mean, now you're talking about even getting married, which means you're having more liabilities, so liabilities. to speak. But what about the financial the money that now you're going to be losing? You're going to be using 180,000 shillings a month. The good thing is that at least we could survive on my salary from mm -hmm. ARC. Uh, my wife, when she came back to Kenya, uh, she she was a student, so she continued studying for like three, four years mm -hmm. uh, before now she finished her studies. Mm. Two years, two yeah. years before she finished her studies. So we're like, we can survive on on this on this salo. Uh, if uh, so, at least I knew that we are good, we're okay, uh, we're okay financially because so, we had the the, the resources okay. to be able to do that. Yeah. So. Uh, and even when you ask me what did I, what did we do with that <laughs> money that I was making, with the 180, I can't yeah. even put my finger to, my finger to it. Oh, did you maybe not just, have? Uh, we just acquired more as more things, more pieces of furniture. Not not even furniture, man. I cannot even know what I did with that money. So there's no like savings account, no circle, no nothing. No, no, where you're nothing. Like, I've not been in a circle. I've wanted to, uh, but I've never been in a circle. Yeah. Uh, not really. Yes, there's been some savings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bought some land. <laughs> uh, there we go. There we go. Bought some land. I was actually uh, one of Goshen. Uh, everyone good now. Uh, yeah, Goshen, yeah, Goshen Grand yeah. Acres. Uh, we are hoping to have here next by the Solomon. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> So I bought some land in Konza when Konza was a hotcake. Even with mm. us buying land in Konza, I did get buy land in Konza. Uh, I bought a drone, mm -hmm. like one of the first. Back then, you could actually just walk into Kenya with a drone, not mm -hmm. like now carriers. Uh, you need permits and clearances mm -hmm. to be able to bring one into Kenya. I bought new gear. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that thing was just improving mm -hmm. the quality of tools that I have for my for my trade. Okay. No training. I mean, there was no subscriptions. Oh yeah, there was Adobe Adobe subscriptions that we paid for. I still pay for up to this day because I believe I should not steal somebody's software. Yeah, and yet complain when my images get stolen. Yeah, yeah. And and sorry. So and, and at Art Law, how did you guys decide how to pay? How do you decide your salary amounts? I don't even know. I don't think we put papers in a box and then just. <laughs> Toast them around yeah. and like whatever you pick it as hello. No, I think we just agreed how much <laughs> would you be comfortable living on. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So for me, I considered, I was still single. I considered what I was paying by the time I left uh, Kiss. Kiss. Uh, added a little more to it. I think I was earning 150 a month. Mm-hmm. At that starting point. At that starting point. And uh, yeah, so because now we got to realize that we, we should not empty the Don't account. Bankrupt the as much as money is coming in, <laughs> yeah. let's not empty yeah. the account. Let's yeah. always keep some money for a, 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 a rainy day. A, a, rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. a rainy day, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time you're leaving photography, or wedding photography, mm-hmm. um, yeah, your rate card is about 180, so you're mm-hmm. putting that income now, it's no longer coming in. Yeah. You're still working at, uh, at, at, at ARC. ARC. Yeah. Um, and then you then now get into documentaries, right? Yes. Um, what's that? So documentary, what, what I loved about documentary is, I think the travel, mm-hmm. and then the different stories that you could actually get to tell. Mm-hmm. The, I think weddings become sort of like, after you've done maybe like five weddings, it becomes mm-hmm. sort of like you're just going through emotions. Mm-hmm. There's picking the bride, there's what? There's a mother's bride dressing her, there's other ladies. Mm-hmm. It becomes sort of like a template, what you yeah. actually yeah. do. It's like conveyancing for law. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it's never going to change. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the same. Yeah. It's just the same. Say, I do. Yeah. Kiss the bride. Yeah. Okay, now toss the bouquet. Okay, yeah. now that's it. Evening party. How, how, many, different, how many different ways can you really toss the bouquet? Yes. Yeah. There's only backwards, not, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. It never changes. Right. Uh, so, but documentary gives the opportunity to do now things that are different. Mm-hmm. You get to go meet different people. Uh the very first documentary gig I did was in Burundi. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a guy who was within high school, Alex Mora, I think he was a year or two behind me. He was now working in comms at a company called FH Kenya. Mm-hmm. And he calls me and says, hey, uh, I've been seeing your concert photography. Again, somebody else who saw my concert work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we, we need to go document a project in Burundi. Uh, is it something that you can do? I was like, ah, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. And I think I got paid $400 a day mm-hmm. for that, uh, which, which, uh, which, which was actually not bad money yeah. for somebody who's getting started into documentary photography. Yeah, yeah right now it's like 60 Gs a day, but back then, back then it was maybe like 330-something mm-hmm. thousand uh, a day, mm-hmm. which, was, which was good. Yeah. Uh, so went to Burundi, uh, shot that, came back. Those images are not the best I've ever shot, mm-hmm. but there's an image I captured there which they use up to this day, mm-hmm. which was a child receiving a vitamin A, uh, a vitamin Supplement. A immunization. Yeah. Uh, they're like we we have never seen any other image in all those years like mm-hmm. like this one. We mm-hmm. use it up to this day, and so something a uh, small tangent. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in Burundi, we were at, at a town called Nyanzalak, mm-hmm. uh, which is on the shores of the Tanganyika, Tangan- Lake Tanganyika. And over lunch hour, we see some boys, young boys, jumping into the lake, doing mm-hmm. like flips into the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks so ni- amazing. I told my guys, my clients, like, hey, I just want to go sh- take photos of those boys because it looks so cool. And they went and they shot. And, uh, and then it was not through charades because they're speaking... A language I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I'm on Swahili. Them, they don't speak Swahili mm-hmm. or English. I don't speak French. Apart from saying French toast and French kiss, uh, <laughs> so so somehow we managed to communicate. Co- communicate, right. and they took their flips. They took photos. I posted them uh, on my blog, mm-hmm. and then now later when Instagram started, they posted them on Instagram and forgot about them. Mm-hmm. 
in 20 I think it must have been 17 or 2016. Mm-hmm. I get an email mm-hmm. from Penguin Random House, which mm-hmm. is one of the big publishing companies mm-hmm. uh, in New York. They're like, hey, we saw this image you've posted. Uh, it was a silhouette mm-hmm. of a child jumping into the water. Mm-hmm. They're like, we'd like to use this image for a cover that we're doing, and we're doing a story about a guy who grew up in Burundi. Can mm-hmm. we use this image? Uh, how much will you charge us for it? Mm-hmm. So my wife and I were like, ah. Finally, <laughs> uh, so went. I, I went on Getty Images for reference, like how much do I charge these guys? Yeah, yeah. I think a similar image on Getty was like uh, four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. So we're like, okay, so, so maybe our image is not too good because it's a silhouette. You mm. can't tell who exactly it is. So we told them three fifty dollars. Mm. I said, ah, yeah, yeah, you can get the image. Uh, any issues of copyright? Because I said no, you can't see the person's face, so it's yeah. okay. Yeah. So, uh, so we're about three fifty dollars. This was now in the morning. I think later now, New York Times, I don't know, eight hours behind. Now in the evening, they responded. Oh, like, oh, thank you. We are happy that you've allowed us. They said, it's okay. We can use the image. Uh, but uh, we're thinking instead of 350, we'd like to give you $1,000. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, <laughs> yes, I will accept. <laughs> I will not refuse. So God paid $1,000 for that. Yeah. Then now they got in touch after several weeks. They said, no, we're doing an audio book. We like to license the image again. And then they paid $300 or something or $450 for that. And then later they got in to touch somebody, their the company in the UK said, mm-hmm. we're not doing a version for the Commonwealth uh, mm-hmm. countries. Mm-hmm. We'd like to license the image again. That was $1,200. Some guys from Spain got in touch with said, we're doing a Spanish version of the book. We'd like to license the image. That was more money. So at the end of the day, I got to make like $3,000. That's from, from an image yeah. that had actually shot over lunch hour. So those kind of things, those kind of windfalls, financial windfalls, mm-hmm. is what encouraged me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I have my 8 to 5, mm-hmm. but there's, you, can, you can randomly do take an image mm-hmm. that will actually give you your mm-hmm. month's pay mm-hmm. plus, plus, plus mm-hmm. from a single image. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so this... Photography thing is actually good, and documentary photography is actually good. Yeah. Other than have to toil for a whole day shooting yeah. a wedding, you can actually take one image that yeah. will actually now give you uh, enough financing to take you uh, for a while. Question though, is mm. that a diamond in the rough though? In the sense that how many of those kinds of scenarios yes. would the average photographer have in their career lifespan? You know, is it once a year, okay. twice a year, three? Might, four might even be less. Yeah, might even be less because that w- I've I've never received as I've never made as much money from from any other image, yeah. but that one image. Yeah, and not even like even if that book is on a wood uh, on is on a bookshelf, you wouldn't tell that that's a Mwangi Kirubi yeah. image. Yeah, you know, it's because it's just a silhouette. It's in fact the way they used it. It's almost like a motif. Yeah, yeah. So like, and it, and it's. For, the most ran- it's not my best image, mm-hmm. but it's an image that connected with somebody mm-hmm. and somebody attached value to it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing as in photography, this stuff that you will do that for you you feel is just ish ish okay, mm-hmm. but for somebody else it they'll attach so much value to it mm-hmm. and you go like I'm willing to pay you more than you think mm-hmm. it's worth because of what it means uh, what it means to me. Uh like even in, in, in photography nowadays, whatever we charge uh, uh, for our works, it's what 
somebody would actually earn a day. Mm-hmm. You're actually earning... What, somebody, what, what somebody would earn in a month, in or a even day, two yeah. months, yeah. you're actually earning in a day. Yeah. Because somebody has attached value to whatever you're doing. Yeah. But before that, you have to get to a point whereby now you attach value to whatever you do. Yeah. Uh, because without valuing your input, valuing yourself, somebody yeah. cannot really value you. It's almost like you have to value yourself. If you value yourself low, then when somebody yeah. adds some value to, to, to you, it won't be that high. Yeah. But if you value yourself here, then now you give them a stepping stone to value your work at a, at a greater level. But as you said, it is rare for those opportunities whereby like one image uh-huh. will be able to bring you that I yeah. think it gets to a point whereby the more accomplished, mm-hmm. accomplished meaning that they've been there for longer, mm-hmm. people who've made a name for themselves, mm-hmm. they'll be like, yeah, you find people charging like a million images being auctioned for hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a single image mm-hmm. of an elephant mm-hmm. by uh, David Lloyd or mm-hmm. whoever the wildlife photographer, then that's because somebody else says like, I want to own an image, I want to own an image by. This mm-hmm. guy and actually just mm-hmm. hang it in my entryway, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will come. That will come. Okay. And that's maybe what we all aspire to. Uh, but before then, it's still we're still at the point of writing proposals <laughs> and waiting for them to be accepted. How many? How many of those opportunities? Do those opportunities exist in Kenya? Where you're talking about auctioning um, um, photograph, you know, images for X amount of? Do we have that market in Kenya? I know, for example, I have a photographer friend who exports. Um, all of their um, all all of their work and all mm-hmm. the exhibitions. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Hanimi Murillo, All mm-hmm. her ex- exhibitions are in in Europe yeah. and in America yeah. and for lots of money. In fact, her image was used by Apple, um, Apple for yeah. their for their thing. I can imagine yeah. how much she was paid yeah, for that. Some good money, but <laughs> not, ju- not just two apples, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. is that does that opportunity really exist in Kenya? It exists. Yeah, it exists. It's just that it's you find those people are not uh, they're not really on socials. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't get to hear about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's the same way that uh, art, great artists like uh, Ayub Bogada, mm-hmm. the late, was more valued outside mm-hmm. than he is here. I think it's the same for, for photographers like Tandiwe, and mm-hmm. there are even other photographers mm-hmm. who have more international recognition mm-hmm. than local rec- recognition mm-hmm. because somebody loves your work for what it is, or maybe mm-hmm. for even for who you are, from what you've gone through, or the, the story behind the image, mm-hmm. uh, which is now also something important. Mm-hmm. Like, are you able to attach a story to this single mm-hmm. image? Like, uh, say, this is Majumbo, the elephant, mm-hmm. who hails from a line of what, what, mm-hmm. what, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what is the lineage he's been able to overcome, poachers, what, 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 but he still leads. Mm-hmm. You know, like, adding a nice story mm-hmm. to it, then someone goes like, oh, yeah, mm. that is nice. Do you have do you have a good local? Do you have a good local story? And by good local story, I mean I guess mm. a story of a local image that was sold for X million shillings locally to a local, like a Kenyan person. Yeah. I have uh, a story of in 2013, I believe it was mm. Mutua uh, Mateka, very respected uh, photographer, mm-hmm. had an exhibition at Sierra Lounge at the IR Center, mm-hmm. and he had one of prints mm-hmm. going for two hundred thousand a pop. Mm-hmm. I said 200,000 a pop or 100,000 a pop. But they went. Mm-hmm. Because he said, that's when now sort of like he was rising mm-hmm. uh, from architecture to now uh, becoming a photographer. Mm-hmm. And he had very unique perspective of Nairobi that we'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. And he had this huge, like two meter wide, three meter wide 
canvas paints. Canvas paints. Yeah. They say, this one I'm doing only once, never again. And they were copped up quickly. Mm. Guess bought, guess bought, I think there were like eight or even or more. Can't remember the exact number. But people bought mm. those prints. Not all on that night, mm. but even later, yeah. they were available. Yeah. And people actually bought them. Yeah. And that was, what, 10, 10 years ago? Yeah. So there is the opportunity. Okay. There are other photographers who, like, you won't find them on IG. I mean, they may be there on IG, on mm. Loki, on uh, Twitter, mm. uh, Loki. But they're actually doing, making strides uh, yeah. internationally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we don't get to, to hear about them. So the opportunities are there. Yeah. The if, opportunities are there, but we just almost like need to also make opportunities for yeah. ourselves uh, to be able to get to, to that level. If we were to try and standardize um, mm. photography um, mm. and, and what people should be earning in, mm. in, you know, in, the, in this space, mm. what would you say average, decent, um, IG yeah, famous photographer should be making, in, making. in a year? Do you think? Ooh, that's that's. Uh, there's so many variables. Yeah, I've I've actually tried to work on a formula uh, yeah. for that, and I've not not really cracked it. Mm -hmm. But I guess this is general. Yeah, it's it's not. Uh, I'm not an authority, yeah. but I say generally, uh, as a photographer, uh, you have gear. Mm -hmm. Maybe like your camera costs two hundred thousand bob. Camera with with lenses. I know there's some that cost much more. Some cost much less. So it's 200,000 bob. So you have your camera for, you want to use that camera for like two years. So that's maybe like 700 days. Mm -hmm. So 200,000 divided by 700 days, how much money uh, per day is that? Mm -hmm. Then how much, how many days do you shoot mm -hmm. in a month? Mm -hmm. So maybe shoot three days. So you, uh, I need to do, <laughs> I need to do numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but imagine the cost, your cost of acquiring a camera mm -hmm. spread over two years. Mm -hmm. Then your monthly cost, which is now your rent, your food, your entertainment, in a month. Uh, then uh, other expenses, we have software subscriptions um, uh, and other expenses that are general, meeting clients, you're buying coffee, you're buying lunch and all those things, all those expenses. So if your expenses are, say, maybe like in a month, mm -hmm. are like 100,000 bob. Mm -hmm. You're shooting maybe four times a month. Mm -hmm. uh, so that means you have to charge 25,000 for every single shoot that you have. Uh -huh. But on top of that, you need to make a profit. Uh -huh. So now you become, you get to maybe like say you have to make an extra five Gs uh -huh. out of your, uh, out of profit. Uh -huh. So, so now that's way, that way you're able to arrive at your day rate uh -huh. as a, as a photographer. Uh -huh. So, uh, so if you're shooting, so your day rate in this case would be maybe something like 30,000 Bob uh -huh. or more. Uh -huh. But then, there's something called the value you create for a client uh -huh. through your work. Uh -huh. So say in the finance space, uh -huh. uh, you have equity uh -huh. bank, you have ABSA, the big banks, and then you have uh, your Wepesa Sako, which uh -huh. is also a financial Sako in uh -huh. Kapengure, uh -huh. in uh, West Pokot. Uh -huh. So they're both in the finance space, uh -huh. but the value you create from a day's shoot uh -huh for equity bank or absa uh -huh. will be much much more uh -huh. than wepesa sako uh -huh. so you have to charge also depending on who the client or who exactly you're shooting for uh, -huh. uh these times also uh like i know i've taken calculated risks uh -huh. whereby you undercharge uh -huh. a client uh -huh. because of the opportunities 
they that can provide actually you. exists. Yeah. And the beauty of having that client on your portfolio and saying, hey, I've already shot for these guys. I've shot mm. for this. I've shot for Nike or I've mm. shot for Absa, mm. you know. It now gives other clients confidence like, hey, if these guys could actually trust you, yeah. then yeah. If the president of the mm. country could actually trust you mm. with taking his photos, mm. then I think you can actually come take photos of our board of directors. Or board that was of actually a question I was going to ask you. How mm. much do you charge the president to take his photo? How much is the president worth? <laughs> <laughs> it depends uh, on which president. So actually, but actually it's interesting. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't match. Really? It doesn't match. Yeah, like we didn't... Like, uh, okay, in terms of uh, day rate, the day it, rate was, yeah. it was above. It was above my day rate. Okay, and it was what fraction above your day rate? Ten percent, twenty percent, two hundred percent, more than two hundred percent. Okay, two hundred percent. Twenty is two times. Yeah, twenty percent. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just double your rate. Yeah. So so it was, it was that, and and interestingly, mm -hmm. I'm the one who was told what it would be, what the pay would be. Oh, you were have, told. I was told. Yeah. And I would have actually charged less. Okay. But for me, I was like, even if I'm going to do this for free, mm -hmm. for the benefit of having this in my portfolio, mm -hmm. yes, I will. And uh, again, I got Alan, Alan Gishigi, mm -hmm. Kenya's best photographer, to mm -hmm. actually now be with me on yeah. that shoot. Because I went to the shoot, I was like... I can't hack this one by myself. I yeah. need to call the person who I know can actually mm -hmm. can actually do it. So yeah. that, that 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 really helped. The beauty about collaboration, okay. not keeping all work for yourself, but actually partnering with people who can actually now help you get to where you need yeah. to be. Because if I went solo, mm -hmm. I would not be known as the guy who shot the president's photos. Yeah. I would be known as that guy who shot bad photos <laughs> that they had to get somebody else <laughs> to, do, to come <laughs> and do it know, again. Come and shoot. But, yeah, but that's the beauty of collaboration, in okay. the, especially in the creative space. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but a uh, frank answer to my question still, mm. how much should the uh, uh, average photographer be making a year in right now in the market that we're, we're in? <sighs> A it's, million, two million, three million. I mean, there's, I know there's easily, a million variables. Easily, yeah, easily, easily more. Yeah. Easily more. Because, and then also photography is so, is so diverse now because there are people who are doing... Uh, food, travel, na, 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 all different. And guess they're just doing content for social media. Yeah. Like you're working with a hotel to be able to do this. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you're doing the hotel. So there's payment in cash and in kind. Mm -hmm. Like we give you vouchers and then we also give you cash. Uh, uh, so I wouldn't say because, and, and then also your experience in the game also, mm. matters. Also, also matters. Okay. Of course, as an entry level photographer, you're just getting started, started. Maybe you've been in it for like a year, two years. Uh, you don't have great overheads. Yeah. Uh, you're still a full photographer. Yeah. There's people who do like three projects a year, which is, I'd like to get there, mm. but I just do three projects that's a year it. and then, and then that's it. Uh, <laughs> And you're still you're still in the photography space. So yeah. two two extremes of the same career, mm -hmm. but you can't. It's hard to get an average. Okay. Uh, for that, because I think even even lawyers or chefs mm -hmm. uh, or trainers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like there's a lot of a, a, a lot okay. of variables. Yeah. Okay, we will let you get away with that. One. So I have two. <laughs> I know I'm running out of time, but I have two things I want to ask you yeah. about. One is as um, within the agency that you work with, right? Because mm -hmm. you've, you know, you've, start, you've been there, you know, 20, 23, 24 years. Mm -hmm. the, what the disruption of the photography and videography space has done for um, agencies or brands in an earning capacity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where 
I mean, when did the first camera phone um, I'm really excited about? It was a Samsung something. Yeah. I think I want to say yeah. 2003 or four. I mean, we'll check and get yeah. the exact date yeah. here. But from you know, from that moment where at that point to be able to shoot an ad or whatever, and there were no influencers and anything, mm. so all the money was literally coming through um, all the agencies, right? Mm. And what that shift has been like mm. um, as a result of the disruption of you know the photography space and the videography yeah. space. And you're, you're earning um, abilities or capabilities. Agencies have really been hit. Mm -hmm. I must say, let me say advertising agencies yeah. have taken a hit because of uh, not just agencies alone, even media houses yeah. have really been... Microcomputing has really changed things. The thing that you can actually have a device yeah. that, that you're moving around, you're making calls, it can be able to become a tool for sharing information and sharing news. Uh, and even communicating with a wider audience has really changed what agencies are able to earn or even charge. Uh, I know uh, even for us as established photographers, we've also been affected. Mm -hmm. The fact that you may say that you're going to charge a client 60,000 bob and then so, you know, this, this guy is going to charge me 10 Gs. He's a guy in college mm -hmm. living in uh, halls of residence. So their rent is like a fraction of what you're paying. The overheads are next to nil. Uh, they have places where you can actually hire, so they don't have to buy the camera. Mm -hmm. They can just hire it for like five A Gs. fraction of the cost. Yeah. yeah, a fraction of the cost. You spent half a million acquiring your gear. <laughs> this guy spent 5,000 bob. And rent it. Yeah, to get the gear that yeah. he wants. So those are the things that are now those are the things that have actually affected what agencies mm -hmm. and even photographers, established photographers are actually mm -hmm. earning. Yeah. But I will not complain. Mm -hmm. uh, I will not, it's for me to now sort of like, as, as somebody who's say in the agency world and somebody who's in the photography world, to now find new avenues of income. How else can I get more revenue for what I'm doing? Knowing that the competition is increasing by the day. Mm -hmm. And still give those guys a stepping uh, a stepping stone mm -hmm. to be able to elevate them. Mm -hmm. So not talk down to them, not look down on them. Because that was done for me. Yeah. Like when I starting out shooting film and I approached one of the photographers, big photographers who was working at Nation, asking him for tips. Mm -hmm. And he straight down said... Forget it. Yeah, forget it. Uh, but not give somebody a helping hand. Because now that guy who you gave a helping hand today, mm -hmm. when he gets... Like I know there's a, a friend of mine who called me recently. He's like... Hey, I've gotten this gig and I do not know how to do it. Please come and help me. Mm -hmm. And then I get to collaborate with somebody yeah. like that. But if you talk down to them, then you will have no opportunity to yeah. actually get revenue and also now uh, 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 get revenue provide, and also yeah. now help, help, help somebody else. Okay. So agency incomes, advertising agencies income has re have really changed because mm -hmm. uh, you can no longer afford to charge the amount of money they were charging and getting yeah. commissions out of that. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's, it's changed. Microcomputing, yeah. phones, digital cameras have actually just changed the whole industry. And it's still going to change even more. Like, what we're thinking is the in thing right now. It's going to change couple in a couple of years. years. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try and rush through this because mm. I know mm. I'm, I'm bad and really bad on time. Mm. Um, the lawsuits. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the lawsuits so, a little bit. So, so that's the ones that the ones that we can't <laughs> talk that about. We can't talk yes, about. So there's Land Rover. <laughs> there's Land Rover. So Land Rover. It's interesting because it's actually a friend of mine. Yeah. Who who actually now uh, 
send me, I think, was that, there was WhatsApp then. Yeah, there was WhatsApp then. Uh, so, hey, like, hey, Moab, you made big bank, man. I'm seeing Land Rover using your image. I'm like, what do you mean they're using my image? <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't give them the image. So now what I did is, uh, for that case, I actually got in touch with the Land Rover offices. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, guys, I'm seeing you using my image. And, like, what's, what's with that? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, no, that was shot by our SA office. Mm -hmm. uh, let me get in touch with them. So the, the person responded and said, oh, they're saying it's their image. Mm -hmm. Ah, I folded my sleeves. I'm like, aha, let's do this. Mm -hmm. So I got in touch with a lawyer. And I was like, that was, uh, oh, forget her name. Liz Lenjo. Liz, 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 Liz Lenjo, Liz Lenjo yeah. Kags. So I got in touch with her and I was surprised. Like, she charged me to meet her. Oh, she like, charged you a fee to meet her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, girl. <laughs> yeah, she charged me a fee to meet her. I'm like, hey, these people take things seriously. But I was like, anyway, this one is an, it's an open and shut case. I know I'm going to get the money back. So I uh, met her. I told her, this is the case. This is my evidence. I have the raw files. And this is the communication from Land Rover. She's like, okay, so I saw Let's follow up on this. So we fo she followed up, and I think it was the quickest open-shut case that mm -hmm. we've ever had. Yeah, and the Land Rover apologized, mm -hmm. and they said they've taken the right measures, and that will never happen again. Mm -hmm. So they were, they, they were, a team from SA had actually come to Kenya mm -hmm. to shoot some images mm -hmm. for Land Rover. Uh, and then I think found my image online and decided to now pass it off as yeah. one of theirs. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how now we got to win that. that one, can we talk about how much that one was? was, uh, I think it was like 200 Gs. I can't recall the exact yeah. amount. It was just a while back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is not the biggest settlement. The biggest, yeah, this is about the biggest one. The biggest one, let me not say, because <laughs> Malaya told me, like, you just <laughs> keep it under wraps. But it was, yeah. uh, it was in the millions. Yeah, yeah. It was with a, with a tour company. Yeah. Uh, there's been others. There's one that I'm in court right now. Yeah. Uh, going to court uh, yeah. on the 14th of February, with a court mention. And I'm like, dudes, man, you stole the image. I'm yeah. like, why are we going to court? Let's just settle. Yeah. Like, ah, I know you know who we are. Just stamping. I'm like, okay, so so let's let's do that. Uh, there's been many others. Yeah. In your in your yeah. experience, mm. what's been the difference between being able to get that millions payout and mm. the two hundred thousand payout? Like, what's the difference? It's uh, the level of infringement mm -hmm. and who exactly is infringing. Mm -hmm. So, like, say. If somebody, I think uh, one in one of the uh, one of the infringements, it was an image has been used on the front page mm -hmm. of a newspaper. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, like guys, like really, front page. Like even me who doesn't buy newspapers, I'm somehow yeah. going to see that is my image. Yeah. At least put it like in the classifieds <laughs> or somewhere, or in the yeah. bits. Like yeah. you won't, nobody will really get to see. Uh, but front page, obviously, people are going to see. So yeah. they use the image. That one we settled out of court. Uh, special thanks to JGIP uh, consultants led by Jun Gashui because they have been amazing. They have, rep they have represented me in many of my cases. Uh, uh, so who has infringed? The level of infringement also matters and also the duration. Mm -hmm. So there's one which is uh, like it was a... Sh and this, not, one for, not, this one for the millions, you said, partly because the reason why it got there is because it went all the way, like it was in court. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, like we met, so I went with my lawyer uh, to them, and then the guys bounced us. <laughs> I'm like, dudes, you're the guys who are on the off wrong. But they were, again, chest stamping, like, yeah. it doesn't take you far. Yeah. Uh, so now, so like, okay, so let's go to court. But it took five years for that thing to be settled. Mm. 2017 to 2022 is when it finally got settled. So you have to, 
sadly have the patience okay. to be able to just see the case through if you go to court. Yeah. It's, a f it's, it's one of which I've gone to trial. I've, there's another one still in trial right now from 2016 because mm -hmm. now we had to appeal because mm -hmm. it's again a show, a show that was appearing on one of the local stations using my image in the background for like f three or four seasons. I'm like, really? Just get in touch. Say, hey, please, can we use this image? Because yeah. there are people who actually get in touch. Hey, Moab, we love your image. We cannot afford your full fees. Can we get into an yeah. agreement? And then we get into an agreement. Uh, but guess who just right click and save and, and <laughs> download. Right click, save, download, and print. Huge. Like, ah, so, so in here too. Yeah, news organization using yeah. an image in their primetime bulletin. Yeah. Complete with the watermark. I'm like, I really have the, the audacity. <laughs> so, so there's interesting case. So again, yeah, depending on who you are, how long yeah. you've infringed and how the image was also used. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how you're able to sort of like uh, gauge Like, okay, fine. If you were to get this image from me, what would be the rate? What's yeah. my rate card? My rate card is like this. Okay. Per month. Your infringement is for like 12 months. So times 12. Plus now punitive damages for doing that yeah. is this, this amount. Yeah. So having a good lawyer really, really helps. helps. They're okay. able to now guide you through the legal process, what you can actually do and what you can claim for and what you cannot claim for. And how to also put your case forward in a way that the judges will get to uh, understand what your grievances are. Okay. Mm. Last thing that I wanted to um, explore is the KRA one. And specifically mm. with regard, because you seem to have an interesting theory on mm. how creatives should be able to discount their time as time. an expense to reduce yeah. their their yeah, no, taxable the, the, income. Taxable yeah, income. maybe just expand a little bit on that. Sounds sounds interesting. Yeah. Let me just say I have my eh? <laughs> tax compliance certificates. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I may have been paying. <laughs> I've been paying what you ask us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I feel like people who are in the services industry, mm. uh creatives, I think even lawyers mm. uh, or consultants, let me just say mm. consultants, professional mm. consultants, because photography in a way is a, is a consultant. consulting service. Yeah. I think we should be able to, part of our time mm. should be uh, tax deductible. Should be, tax, should be a tax deductible, that's the word. Mm -hmm. uh, for us to be able to, I know Kared does not like this word, pay less taxes mm -hmm. <laughs> and make it fair to us. And at the end of the day, that, that extra income you give us, we'll still spend it in this country. So you will still collect through VAT and excise and catering levies mm -hmm. and all those other levies. Yeah. You'll still get it, get it to you. But I think it should be less. I uh, like the way you had compared it to the, uh, like a, a coffee industry before. Maybe you could give that illustration. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so like say somebody who's in baking. Yeah. Somebody who's in baking. They have flour, you have sugar, you have ovens, you have all that. There's, 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 there's tangible, there's receipts. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can put, uh, this is how much it cost me for flour, this is how much sugar was, eggs, milk, self-raising, and all those other things. There's receipts. But for me, there's no receipts. Because maybe some of the learning, in fact, most of the learning that we have is mm -hmm. self-taught. Mm -hmm. You don't have a receipt for self-taught. Mm -hmm. You don't have a receipt for hours spent on YouTube, on YouTube learning and improving your skills. Unless now sort of like you subscribe to a certain course, then that you can be able to claim that as, a, as an expense in your line of business. But most of us are like, 
YouTube, it's free. You watch, you're like, you've learned, you've gathered knowledge. It's not really free because you've used data, you've got a computer yeah. and all that, and your time. So I think, yeah, time should be a tax deductible when it comes to consultants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's mm. interesting. And all the people said, all the, con- all the consultants <laughs> said, amen. <laughs> okay, um, now, we are, now we are truly wrapping up. Yeah. Um, so I guess parting shot um, and sort of final thing is, as you, you as a photographer right now, or you as, as, as more, how do you, if you're to try and draw up your business model in the different ways that you make money, mm. um, what would that look like? Because I've had, I've had you talk about licensing, I've yeah. had you talk about the um, career, documentaries, work. I've had you, yeah. I'd say uh, very little time mm-hmm. is actually spent creating content. Mm-hmm. Very little time is actually spent shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the time you're actually sending, uh, sending proposals, mm-hmm. sending, uh, responding to RFPs, mm-hmm. uh, sending, out, yeah, sending out proposals, learning mm-hmm. as well, editing as well, uh, communicating with potential clients, consulting, uh, just on the phone with the client, hey, what are you guys doing? Can we do something? Uh, so there's a lot of time spent uh, spent on that. So right now, I'd say most of the income that I have uh, comes from shooting, mm-hmm. which is now photos and video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really trying to get into the print space. I even mm-hmm. have a print shop, mm-hmm. but I need to get somebody who can actually run with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, let to let me sort of like concentrate on uh, not the creating content because mm-hmm. I have a lot of images, print worthy documents that would mm-hmm. look nice, mm-hmm. like now. <laughs> inside, inside. <laughs> Who else saw this says Conair, by the way? <laughs> but it actually means on air. <laughs> yeah. So 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 yeah. Because I think our walls. Yeah. A lot. Like I see guys selling uh, pictures of New York, right, uh, right, 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 on the right, 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 and people buying, yeah, people have a cute dog or a puppy with some Bible verse. Uh, I'm like, okay, sawasa, but but I think the fact that they're still making those guys are actually making sales yeah. is because we as photographers haven't made our work available. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that those guys are actually meeting meeting a need in the market. Yeah, yeah. We need to. I need to respond. Let's say we. I need to respond to the need that that market has. That the market has, which is now Prince. So Prince is something that I'm really trying to get into. Yeah. I'm happy people like Mutua, Mutua. Mutua, Mutua has actually done that very well. He yeah. has merchandise of T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, which is Collins wearing one. Yeah, Collins is wearing one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he has his prints uh, in people's homes. In fact, you need to get another one because that shirt, that collar, it's it's tired. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's Nairobi. <laughs> you wanted for like four years. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> uh, for a new one. Uh, so, so the, and there's and there's more opportunities. I'd actually also want to get into the training space. Yeah, but because uh, like I tried training once. And uh, it bombed on me uh, because because uh, my work means going out to shoot. Yeah. So I, I can't let go of people I'm training to go shoot. Yeah. So you're turning down jobs because you're you're committed to a certain group of students that you're actually training in, yeah. in the world. So really trying to get into the online training space. So have your course somewhere online uh, for people to actually now learn learn yeah. from my mistakes, learn from my experiences. Uh, and in a way, 
get to share the knowledge that I have with others. Because my what I would like to do is to die empty. Mm. Die in a way that I have nothing left to give. Mm. I have expanded, expanded mm. my all. Mm. That mm. I've shared all the knowledge and all the experience that I have with people who are starting in the game, people yeah. who are already in the game, or people who are even just considering to get into the game. Yeah. Just share with... Because there's, there's no beauty about me going to the grave with full your... of information that yeah. is just within me. It would make a better corpse. Yeah. You know, just die empty, die empty. Okay, yeah. die empty. Um, in three words, was it worth it, photography? And, and the, or rather, the, the journey that you took? Yes. You think yes. so? No regrets? No regrets. Oh man, you've just mentioned two songs that I love, Belle Cray. <laughs> was it worth it and no regrets? No regrets. <laughs> that was not on purpose. <laughs> that was not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. definitely. Definitely, I, I don't think I'd be doing anything else. Maybe I'd get into now... Uh, shaping policy mm-hmm. uh, for the industry yeah. uh, and for communications. I'd l- really love to uh, get into that shaping the space uh, thing, which means now I'll need to also now go get into training because I have a diploma. Mm-hmm. It's worked well up to now, mm-hmm. but I'm getting, I, I feel that I'm getting into a space whereby now I will not get the recognition, I will not be recognized for the hours, for the 24 years mm-hmm. that I've had in the industry. Mm-hmm. Now, people are like, what papers do you have? Mm-hmm. Do you have a degree, a doctorate, a master's, a PhD? Uh, so now th- that's where I think uh, I'll be heading to the next couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Thanks, Marv. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you that was, um, yeah, that was a really interesting episode. I think we've got, you know, from tax to lawsuits to, <laughs> to agency to, <laughs> to breakthroughs. I yeah. think we covered a lot of good stuff. I hope yeah. you guys have enjoyed this episode. I will catch you guys on the next episode. Remember, 24th of November, it's a Friday, Skate City from 4 p.m. We should be having a live um, event there. We'll see you guys then.